What's going on, my friends? I want you to see this exchange between APAC and Thomas Massey on Twitter or X. It's very interesting. And also, the Secretary of State under Joe Biden, Anthony Blinken, is explaining why America has to fund both sides of this conflict. Very interesting stuff. God bless you. Dream Rare Podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast, welcome to the show The way to get the news at the desk or on the road Let's go, God is great and success in our control The world is crazy but we get better from obstacles What's going on Facebook, what's going on YouTube I'm gonna wait a few seconds, make sure everyone gets in Let's see, what's up Marla, what's up Craig, what's up Eddie What's up Marmar, Sueza One last sip of coffee and I know it's, it's over for there For me, I gotta do my show All right so I want to show you guys uh exchange between APAC, which is a pro-Israel lobbying group, and Thomas Massey, the only person who voted against a resolution. But first, I want to show you something real quick. This is our Secretary of State. He said on Twitter, we don't have to choose between defending Israel and aiding Palestinian civilians. We can and must do both. And he wrote a Washington Post op-ed explaining how you don't have to choose and we don't have to choose between defending Israel and aiding Palestinian civilians. We can and must do both. I understand the sentiment he's going for. It's very thoughtful, right? We got to defend our allies, but also help the civilians. But do people not realize what's going on here? I'm just going to show you again and then we'll, we'll keep it moving. America is giving military support and weapons to Israel. Israel's using it on Palestine. They're hitting Hamas, but they're also killing thousands of civilians in the, you know, in the meanwhile. And as we kill civilians and aid the military that's cutting off their electricity and internet, we're then giving them money to supplement the people we're killing and the internet and the water, et cetera, fuel that is being cut off. I don't care what side of this debate you're on. It's categorically insane that America's funding both sides of this war. And it's categorically insane that we fund a lot of different wars on both sides and then pretend like we're not doing it. It's like, here, here's weapons. Here's money for weapons. Here's military aid. Here's the justification to just bomb whoever you want. We don't care who you hit. Oh, thousands of civilians died and they don't have electricity. And, you know, like lots of more people are going to die. Well, that's not humane. We got to give money to make sure that, you know, those people are OK after our ally bombs them. It's like. America is so weird. We're just like openly admitting on Twitter that we're funding both sides of the war, essentially. Like, here's the bombs. Here's the weapons. Here's the justification. Here's the support. Here's the taxpayer money. And then here, here's some aid. You're going to need it after our allies bomb you. Fascinating stuff. Um. This is an exchange I want to show you guys real quick, because in my opinion, if you don't understand this element to the Republican Party, you don't understand anything and nothing's ever going to make sense. That's my perspective. So it doesn't seem interesting. It's not sexy. It's not a meme that people are going to want to share. But it is like the foundation of why, in my opinion, the Republican Party isn't who they pretend to be. And uh, none of the audience seems to realize it because they follow a lot of influencers and people who never talk about this stuff or work for similar groups, but don't tell you that they do. So it's very, very important. So 
Here's the exchange between APAC, which is a pro-Israel lobbying group in America, one of the most powerful. They brag about lobbying everyone from Obama to Hillary to Trump to, to everyone. They're like, they put out videos and they're like, we lobby everyone. It doesn't matter which political party you vote for. We got you. Like they're admitting that. But if you point it out, of course, they'll call you anti-Semitic or whatever. But here's the exchange. And I want you to see what they said about Thomas Massey and how he defended himself as the only Republican who is voting against uh, a bill or a resolution that they wanted him to vote for. So here, for those who don't know, American Israel Public Affairs Committee is a lobbying group that advocates pro-Israel policies to the legislative and executive branches in the United States government. They make it no secret. I'm just going to play a little cl clip. This is their clip, by the way. It's not a smear. They say, for 60 years, we've advanced the U.S.-Israel relationship by lobbying every American leader. They literally say, no matter the political party, they lobby every leader. But if you say that they're lobbying every leader, they'll call you anti-Semitic. But they could say it on their own thing. Anyway, here's what they said to Thomas Massey. They said, instead of standing with Israel, Thomas Massey voted with AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan, the other characters, Massey and the squad, opposed supporting Israel, opposed condemning Hamas. So they kind of tagged him and basically were like, he's the only Republican who voted with the other side on this on this resolution. Um, you know, shame on Thomas Massey for not standing with the people that we work for. Thomas Massey said in response, APEC always gets mad when I put America first. I won't be voting for their $14 billion shakedown of American taxpayers either. Let them know what you think by responding to this post. They are intentionally misrepresenting my intent and the resolution I voted against. So, and then APAC responded and said, Charges of dual loyalty are anti-Semitic and an insult to millions of patriotic Americans who stand by Israel. The U.S. is stronger when Israel is secure. No misrepresentation. Your vote says it all. No to standing with Israel. No to condemning Hamas. No to helping Israel win this war, is what APEC said. So they called him anti-Semitic for his charges of uh, dual loyalty, which I didn't even see that he said. I didn't see that anywhere. He just said a lobbying group does what it does. And then Thomas Massey responded, this baseless smear is meant to intimidate me into voting to send $14 billion of your money to a foreign country. Please let APAC know we are broke and these tactics don't work on this congressman. So if you're following along, they tagged Thomas Massey on Twitter and said he voted on the wrong side of this resolution to not stand with Israel. They're a pro-Israel lobbying group. Thomas Massey said, yeah, no, I didn't vote for it and I'm not voting to send $14 billion of foreign aid either. America's broke. And then they call them anti-Semitic. Um, it's fascinating. I want to show you something real quick. This is a Israel's prime minister in 2020 on Twitter explaining how Israel got American politicians to pass an anti-boycott and an anti-protest law. Those politicians include Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, who both passed different versions of this type of bill through legislation, as well as most states. It's a like APAC says, it's a bipartisan issue. It doesn't matter if you're left wing or right wing. They lobby every American leader. But if you say they lobby every American leader, you're a hate monger. But they say it all the time. They're like, we lobby every American leader, almost every American leader, except for basically Thomas Massey and a few others. And you're like, oh, you do what you just said you did. And they're like, oh, why do you hate us? Oh, my gosh, that's anti-Semitic. And you're like, OK, I, I, it says it on your website, but I guess you can't repeat it because I'm not allowed to speak in my own country or whatever. But here. This is the prime minister of Israel. They said in 2020, a couple of months after Trump and DeSantis passed it, they said, 
It was also not for nothing that the American administration has taken this step together with, with us. In recent years, we have promoted laws in most U.S. states, which determine that strong action is to be taken against whoever tries to boycott Israel. So that's the prime minister of a foreign country saying we promote laws in most U.S. states to ban boycotting and protesting us. And we get it. We get it. I mean, most politicians listen to us. So in most U.S. states, you're not allowed to boycott Israel. And the prime minister says that they are pushing that. In America, you can protest and boycott America. You can boycott Donald Trump. You could boycott California. You could boycott Texas. You could boycott U.S. goods. You could boycott anything you want except for that country. And the leader of that country says they got the states to do it. But if you say that they got the states to do it or were in on it, then, of course, that's hate speech. You have to understand that's also hate speech that Ben Shapiro and Dave Rubin, all of a sudden, they're not going to be on your side anymore. They're going to say that you're a hate monger and you hate them and everything's hate, hate, hate. And now they don't believe in protests and now they don't believe in free speech and they don't think it's your right because they'll use the same exaggerations as the left does. I want to show you something real quick that Dave Rubin is incredibly unprincipled on. And everybody realizes it now, and it's a sad sight to see. But let me just show you a few things. This is Dave Rubin. He, re he retweeted something. It says, British police come to a man's home to arrest him for posting a video on Facebook of him criticizing migrants in his area for putting up Palestine flags across everywhere in the neighborhood. Uh, Dave Rubin says, absolutely insane. These are Hamas rallies all over London with no repercussions. There are Hamas rallies all over London with no repercussions. So Dave is right. It is insane that British police are arresting a guy for talking about Palestinian flags in his neighborhood. But you'll notice Dave doesn't say you shouldn't do that. He tries to say, why aren't you doing it for the other side? Because Dave actually wants you to get arrested and wants protests to be shut down if you support different foreign policy than him. And if you have a nuanced view of the war, unlike he, him, he's totally fine with you getting arrested or visited by the police. In fact, he's cheered it on on his own social media that France has banned pro-Palestine protests. And Dave Rubin said, maybe the West has a chance. Let's see who follows suit. He's begging America and Western nations to ban protests for Palestine. So he's not mad that a guy's getting arrested for Palestine flags. He's mad that it's not happening on his side of the debate because he's a total con artist, unprincipled liar who's deceiving people. Here's him saying driving past a Nazi rally in London to Palestine rally. So now words mean nothing. Uh, he's calling them all Nazis. They're all Nazis now if they support Palestine. There's no other explanation. Meanwhile, left-wingers at Gettysburg write F Nazi punks in chalk after seeing signs promoting Seth Dillon, who's the founder, the Christian founder of the Babylon Bee, who's friends with Dave Rubin. So the left wing exaggerates and calls everybody Nazis and it's annoying and it's fake. And they use that justification to shut down the protest because they think Seth, Seth Dillon's a Nazi when he's not. And Dave Rubin does the same thing for other protesters because the left right paradigm is completely fake. It doesn't matter who you vote for. It doesn't matter which channel you watch when it's one of these people. They mean absolutely nothing that they say. Now, because there's a different conflict in the Middle East, uh, there's a new little game being played before Ukraine was with a lot of left wingers. They got tricked into supporting Ukraine and it was pro Putin if you disagreed and you got to give your taxpayer money and Zelensky's amazing. And a lot of conservatives were like, wait, I, I'm not that or this. I just don't know about my taxpayer money. And they called you pro Putin and they called you this and they called you that. Meanwhile, 
when it came to actual real life modern day Nazis, you know, there were a lot of memorabilia on the Ukraine side. I forget the exact name of like the rebel group within Ukraine, but they're constantly donning Nazi memorabilia and the U.S. is funding them. And then Facebook actually changed their policy to allow that before the United States started funding Ukraine. There were certain symbols that Facebook banned as hate symbols. But once those hate symbols were found on Ukrainian soldiers gear, then Facebook decided, well, we support the proxy war in Ukraine. So now those aren't hate symbols. Now we're going to allow them on Facebook because we want Ukraine to fight a war. Did you ever care about the hate symbols? Did you ever care about the groups that you constantly condemn if you're willing to support them if they fight your war? You get what I'm saying? It's like, oh, we hate the, that group so much. Unless we give them hundreds of billions of dollars to fight Russia. Now, I guess we do like that. Like that. This is the logic that they're all going by. And then you go with Israel and Palestine and it's a dicey situation. But, you know, Dave Rubin and, and Ben Shapiro and a lot of other people are now showing that they never meant what they said. The same way the left will call them Nazis because of Charlottesville or something. They'll be like, well, if Charlottesville happened, you're all Nazis. Look at that protest. That means they need to shut down all protests. Look what happened at the Capitol. Look at that one person's flag. Look at the Confederate sign. Now we got to ban all protests. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, Seth Dillon from the Babylon Bee is not affiliated with that group at all. He seems like a nice guy, but left-wingers want to call him a Nazi when he's not. And they want to use that to shut down his free speech and his right to protest. And the same way a left-winger will say, well, I feel justified because I can exaggerate and lie because I'm good and you're bad. And look at this rally and look at this person and look at this viral video. So that means you're all bad and you all need to be shut down. It's the same exact logic that Dave Rubin is using, exaggerating about that word and trying to shut down any protest and bragging about the shutting down of protest. So for me, I think it's insane that Britain arrest you if you talk about Muslims. I think it's insane that British, Britain, excuse me, uh, British, Britain arrests you if you talk about Palestine flags. I get that this is why we got away from Britain because they suck with their speech laws compared to America. I know it's a more complex revolutionary word than that, but you know, I can't speak for England because I'm not England, but in America, you should be allowed to criticize Palestinian flags. If there's a bunch of Palestinian flags in your neighborhood, you should have the free speech to say something about it without being, you know, I would say visited by the police. It's a little intense, but that's the Western world outside of America. They have speech laws. They police speech. They don't like when you criticize left-wing groups or Palestinian activists. But here's the thing. I also believe the same on the reverse, but if it was reversed, Dave Rubin would support the police visiting your house because he'd call people Nazis and he'd call them anti-Semites and he'd say that they hate him and want to hurt him, even if they did the exact same thing that he was outraged on for the other side. So this last couple of weeks is really showing a lot of things. It's showing, you know, how disingenuous so many people are. And I've said this for years, if people have watched my show, there's a reason that they always get little viral content at like college campuses. Do you notice now Charlie Kirk and Ben Shapiro, they're losing the information battle on Twitter and they're getting, I would say, you know, ratioed and countered with intelligent arguments. So now they're going back to college campuses to be like, look, I'm 30 years old debating a girl on a college campus. Look how smart I am. And everyone's like, wow, let's share that. It's like they do that because it's low hanging fruit. It's like, let me go argue with a squirrel. Oh, look, I won. Squirrel can't even speak English. What an idiot. It's probably a terrorist. It's probably pro-Hamas squirrel. It's like, you know, you. and I'm not saying that college students are squirrels, but I'm just saying you, you find like a target that's easy to debate and you're like, 
well, as a 30 something year old man, you know, Ben Shapiro is almost 40. I think it's like, here, watch me shut down a college 18 year old. Whoa, I'm so smart. Oh, because with adults, he's not that smart. You know, he just talks really fast and sells a lot of blankets and stuff. But in general, you get what I'm saying? It's like now they're back to their own little shtick. Look over here. I, I, I'm debating a dumb left winger. Oh, you know, whoa. So, so you don't realize what's really going on. And I want to say with the whole Thomas Massey and APEC thing, I understand the Israel-Palestine war is complex. I'm talking about it in regards to an American citizen. I found this out years ago, and I want to keep talking about it because to me, it's the third rail. If you don't understand this in Republican politics, you don't understand anything. It's all fake. Arguing over Trump and DeSantis, it's fake. Listening to Dan Bongino, it's fake. Listening to Dave Rubin, it's fake. It's all fake. Oh, Speaker Johnson, fake. Kevin McCarthy, fake. Matt Getz, kind of real, but mostly fake. It's like everything else is just totally a joke until you understand this part of the equation. You had a government leader on Twitter of a foreign country that America's allied with bragging about getting most states to ban boycotts of a foreign country. But if you say that, they'll say it's hate speech. They're accusing Thomas Massey of anti-Semitism because he's one of the only congressmen that votes with his conscience and America first attitude instead of letting a lobbying organization that lobbies for a foreign government or a foreign country control what he thinks about foreign aid. He's consistent as a liberal. He's the most Ron Paul since Ron Paul. He's the only one. You could look at certain resolutions. He's the only Republican that votes against it. It's all fake. So if he's the only one and they get their way with 99% of Republicans, it's not enough. They want 100% and they smear him as an anti-Semite for having a principled stance against the aid. And that's what they do over and over and over again. And I'll tell you what, because of people like Trump and DeSantis who pass this into legislation, they exaggerate about what the word means. They define it on the State Department website. They take that definition, which now means 15 different things. They pass it through multiple states. There's speech laws and protest laws being passed in this country by Democrats and Republicans. They pass it in schools. They ban protests. They ban boycotts. They essentially lay out legally what it means to be anti-Semitic, even though it's not what you think it means. So then when media organizations smear you like they do Thomas Massey and call you anti-Semitic, normally you'd be able to get a retraction and be like, no, I'm not that. But technically you can be considered that because Trump, DeSantis, Democrats, all of them are passing hate speech laws with an expanded bloated definition through legislation and through law. So now it's like, well, technically, if you don't give us foreign aid, you are anti-Semitic. Well, technically, if you talk about dual loyalty, you are anti-Semitic. Technically, if you say any of these laws, you are. I mean, technically, certain passages in the Bible are now anti-Semitic. So just wait until that starts getting rolled out and Christians start being called that for reading certain passages in the Bible. It's like our country is being bamboozled by both sides. The left is passing their weird hate speech laws for LGBT and this and that. And they say everything's xenophobic and Islamophobic. And in America, I don't disagree with that because I hate people. I have a principled understanding of the First Amendment, which 99% of the Republican Party doesn't understand, including Trump and DeSantis. That's why nobody cares if you fight over them because it's like child's play. You know, you're fighting over two puppets. And in general, in America, 
pro like banning protests and banning free speech it doesn't work it doesn't stop hate it doesn't stop crazy people it doesn't it doesn't work you know what i'm saying it doesn't make more people like you in fact you're seeing around the world it's not working like people aren't liking it and people are going like people are disagreeing with it completely so i don't i don't know what is trying to be accomplished here but it's not working and the reason that no republicans talk about it is because a lot of them are donor funded. And if you say that Republicans are donor funded, they'll call you that word again. That's another hate speech. They write articles and say, oh, he's anti-Semitic because he says that Trump and DeSantis and Charlie Kirk have donors. Do you think they don't? Do you think Turning Point doesn't have donors? Do you think you can't Google who the biggest Republican donor was for the 2018 election who spent hundreds of millions of dollars? Do you think that like it's all public? It's all there. And it's like, it's the same reason when corporations give hundreds of millions of dollars to to politicians they're not doing it because they're nice people they're trying to control policy in this country big pharma doesn't pay politicians because they're really nice they pay politicians to get something in return when trump took a million dollars from pfizer like the sellout he is the false messiah judas goat that he is leading republican maggotards to the slaughter when trump took a million dollars from pfizer all of a sudden, he went from a vaccine skeptic to a guy who hired pharmaceutical lobbyists and executives to run our government. And then he runs around drooling like an idiot, bragging about ventilators and, and COVID vaccines, like being more bullish on big pharma than Bill Gates is. He's like, oh, my vaccine saved the world. And then people in MAGA are like, oh, he just made a mistake. He got tricked. No, you got tricked. You're you fell in love with the stripper. You know, the politicians like the stripper. I think he really likes me. It's like. Okay. Yeah. And the stripper really liked you too. She definitely didn't want your money. She was into you. She wants to marry you. Yeah. Just like the next 50 guys who are there. So in general, it's like, this is the world we live in. And this is why this conflict is so brutal and so interesting. It's, it's rough what's going on. I don't wish it on the world. And I pray that there's peace at a certain point, but it's exposing both sides of politics. It's, it's blowing the false paradigm wide open. And now you have certain people that are like, wait, I thought Dave Rubin believed what he said. And it's like, no, he doesn't. He, I guess he never did. I just, this just shows you. And then there's people who will justify it and be like, well, this is what they're doing. And it's like, the left can make the same argument. They could say, look at this crazy person. Look at this crazy rally. Look at this crazy situation. That means that you don't deserve to protest and it should be illegal for you to boycott because of that person or that rally or Charlottesville. And that's all of you. You're all that. That's what Dave Rubin's doing to the other side. So fake, so, you know, there's not even much I really want to say because I could cover certain things like, what do you think of uh, Speaker Johnson? It's like, I think he's a complete puppet. I don't know. It's like, is he better or worse than McCarthy? Probably the same. He's probably slightly worse or the same. He's not. You know, it's all it's until people realize why Thomas Massey is the only real politician in all of Congress. Nothing matters. You're always going to be second fiddle and your own party's working against you. They're working against your interests. They're working against your constitution. They're working against your thought process. And whenever you figure it out, they're going to say it's a hate speech violation and they're going to exaggerate and lie about you and smear you and defame you. And you're not going to be able to get a retraction because the defamation that they're doing on you is now protected by legislation because your own party's pushing speech laws through uh, government. It's very crazy. So, you know, it's like, besides that, 
I see people fighting on Twitter over like Trump and DeSantis. It's like, could you be a bigger sheep? Like, oh, look at his shoes. Oh, Trump. Oh, DeSantis. Oh, DeSantis. It's like, you know, maybe the elites are right. Maybe you're stupid. I don't know. I thought Americans were smart, but maybe not. That's me challenging you to stop acting like it's like crazy. But let me know what you guys think in the comment section. I would say this too, as far as like public perception and what's going on with this war. It seems like Israel is losing the public support, which is crazy considering what happened a few weeks ago. But I think certain things they're doing and saying it's, it's turning a lot of people away. Um, and I, but I don't think that it really matters because I don't think American politicians care who you publicly support. So I think when it comes to like voting and Trump and DeSantis and believing in your guy or whatever, you know, that makes people feel comfortable. So then they don't actually care about anything. They think like, oh, if I get DeSantis in, that'll really change this and it, it won't. And it's like, oh, if Trump wins, he's totally outside the establishment. He's not. So, you know, people get their thrills other way. So I don't think they really care if the public supports this or not, because, you know, I don't I don't know that it matters at this point, like people's opinions, the left and the right are so divided and the people that are, you know, protesting for Palestine, they hate you also. It's not like they like you because, you know, like they, they'll probably be like, oh, you're a Republican. Oh, you're a fascist, you know, and basically American politics is going to be boiled down to like Dave Rubin standing on a street with a Palestinian protester and they're calling each other Nazis. And like, that's what American politics, American politics is at this point. Um, personally, I don't know when this is going to end. I think there's a few things at play. I think that, well, actually I have a question because I'm not an expert by any means about where, People are hiding and such, but I saw a video today of Hamas saying that the attacks are not going to stop. Where is Hamas hiding? Like, are they in a foreign country doing press conferences? Because Israel's bombing refugee camps allegedly to kill Hamas. And it's like, okay, you're willing to kill hundreds of civilians to kill a Hamas guy. And I watched the Wolf Blitzer interview. Didn't even sound like they were sure if they even got Hamas, but they definitely got a bunch of civilians and kids and stuff, but whatever. So if that's all happening and you need to do that to blow up the underground tunnels to get Hamas, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm sure Hamas does have underground tunnels. It seems like they absolutely do. Um, how is the leader just speaking on in an interview? It's like, you don't know where that guy is? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just like, we're going to keep attacking. Where's that guy hiding? You know, in a foreign country, maybe that Israel can't get to. It just all seems very weird to me that, you know, civilian, thousands of civilians and kids have to die because Hamas is using them as human shields. Yet the big high level leaders of Hamas are, are taking like Western interviews and like speaking on in fancy clothes in a chair. I don't know why, but I can't tell you. I mean, maybe they're hiding in countries that Israel can't go to, but still that's kind of crazy. Um, with that being said, you know, I think there's psychos on both sides. I, I understand the dynamic of Palestinians attacking Israel and them wanting to feel safe. On that note, I don't believe that Israel wants a two-state solution. In fact, I think if anybody uses their intelligence, it's pretty clear that they want a one-state solution because there'll be people that will be sharing memes that say, 
you know, Palestine never existed. You know, that's a common phrase. They're like, Palestine never existed. It's there's been never been a such thing. We just showed up to this land and we totally didn't steal their houses and stuff. It's just never existed at all. And we've always been here, even though we sailed here in the 1930s and basically stole all their homes, but it never existed. It's like, okay, sure. So it never, if it never existed, that's basically you saying that it doesn't exist now. It didn't exist then. Like they either need to leave and, or get wiped out because we're stealing it. Like it, they, they're not there, even though they're like, we're here. And they're like, no, you don't. You don't exist. It's all fake. Go away. We're going to take it. And then they'll be like, no, we're not trying to take it. We don't want to take We want a two state. So it's like they want a one state solution. I'm just being honest. Like you could support the one state solution and say it's all Israel. You know, Palestinians need to go away and we're going to take all their stuff. And it's all Israel and they don't they don't belong there. I would respect that more. It's like, you know, America pretending like we didn't we, we came to a land where no one was. It's like, no, there were Native Americans here. It's debatable about what they were doing. They were killing each other. They were singing Kumbaya. People have different opinions of it, but pretty much everybody acknowledges that they were here. You know, like they were here and then we came and some people still hate us for that, but it's been so long and America's gotten so established that it's pretty much nothing, nothing anyone could do about it. So it's just part of our history, but we at least acknowledge like, no, there were Native Americans here. And I would say the best thing that you could say is like they were savages you know they were killing each other there was no peace among them and we built a civilized society that's what someone that's pro-america would probably tell you they would never say native americans never existed they weren't there like that's a lie so i'm just like whether it was called palestine or not you can find maps from the 1900s that say palestine on it so it's like some people thought it existed some people didn't britain owned part of the land they gave it to the Rothschilds and they came over and basically kicked hundreds of thousands of people out and stole their houses like that happened. So, you you know, I'm not I, I'm not telling I'm not acting like the moral high ground and telling people what to do. It's not up to me, whether it's Israel, Palestine. I'm not trying to fight with people. I'm not a fanatic on either side. But to me, the biggest takeaway that obviously Israel wants a one state solution is them trying to say like it didn't exist, like they're absolutely like it doesn't exist. It didn't exist. Okay, so you want a one-state solution if it doesn't exist, correct? Well, you know they could exist if they stay. No, you want you want them gone. Like, just be honest about it. But you know, there's dishonesty on both sides. I'm not saying it's just one-sided, and it's one of these things where I think both sides are acting insane and hysterical. And I don't really want to say much because it's just like a tense time. You know, I don't want to add tension to a already tense topic in a very tense situation. Me personally, and then I'm gonna read some comments. I'll probably stay for 20 minutes if you guys want to ask me anything. I'm gonna this is my breakdown. I'm gonna just put it on the screen again. Regardless of what you think about Israel, Palestine, we're funding both sides. We're funding Israel. He's admitting we're giving Israel the money, the power. Well, they don't need a, the power necessarily, but like we're supporting them bombing whoever they want to bomb, killing thousands of civilians, Hamas, whatever. Um, but then we're giving aid to the Palestinian civilians who need it even more now because we're funding Israel who's bombing them. So it's like we're funding both sides of the wars. This happens all the time. I probably like every war ever. It's like funding both sides. Oh, but we're really on this side. If you really believed in what you were doing, you wouldn't be giving them Palest the Palestinians aid. But you're like, oh, it's kind of messed up what we're doing, but we got to support them. But also we don't want them to die. It's like, we're funding both sides of the war. We're funding the destruction and then the they need help because we're destructing it. And it's the same way America always takes refugees. It's like, oh, the right 
neocons and the neoliberals, the Uniparty starts the war, creates a refugee crisis, and then the left-wingers bring the refugees to, to, to the West. And it's like, oh, where did they come from? They came from George Bush and Barack Obama bombing the shit out of their homes, and now they have nowhere to go. If you just leave them alone, it's not your problem. If Yemen and Saudi Arabia fight or someone else fights and there's like conflict in Nigeria and the Christians and Muslims are fighting, unless you directly get involved and, and push the pedal one way and then it creates a multi-million person refugee crisis, it's not really your, you can help people if you want, but America often creates the problem. And I'm not saying that there is no problems without us. I guarantee you, if Israel never came to Palestine, there would be problems in the Middle East. It's not like Israel created the problem in the Middle East. They've been fighting for thousands of years. The Sunnis and Shiites have always been fighting, or at least as long as I know. But now Israel has basically inserted themselves in the middle of the conflict. And now everyone could be like, well, that's, you know, one of the craziest things anyone's done to us. So it's kind of your fault. But like, if Israel wasn't there, I believe there would be fights. It's just they've inserted themselves in the middle of the biggest one. Um, same thing with the world. I'm not saying the world's amazing and America's bad. It's just we always get involved in certain conflicts for geopolitical reasons, many of which have to do with our allies like Israel. And when the problem gets really rough, we do what Antony Blinken wants to do and give them humanitarian aid. Here's $16 billion to bomb the shit out of these people's refugee camp. Oh, we feel bad for the refugees. Here's the money. Oh, let's take the refugees in. It's like America's like a psychotic entity at this point. I love America, but you know, it's like, what are we doing? We're funding every side of like every conflict. And it's like, oh man, that's really sad that they don't have homes anymore. We should give them uh, taxpayer money. It's like, so I got to give $16 billion to that country to bomb that person and then give hundreds of millions of dollars to the person who got bombed. And then I got to bring them to, to, into my city. Like this all seems like too much, um, but doesn't matter. It's going to happen anyway. Um, with that being said, between APAC and Thomas Massey, Thomas Massey's the only Republican that doesn't want to fund foreign aid in any situation. They all say that. But when it comes to Israel, they'll all do it because to be quite frank, I don't know if this would be considered hate speech or the truth. They could call it hate speech, but they never say I'm wrong. Uh, in general, you know, every other politician knows the consequence of not wanting to fund that country. Like Matt Gates is like a rebel boy. Oh, I'm, I'm Matt Gates. Hashtag rebel. Hashtag. I'm a, OK. What if Matt Gates stood with Thomas Massey and said, listen, I support you. You're our ally. We know you have money. We're broke right now. And just, you know, principled wise, we can't be sending all this money to Israel and Ukraine. We'll support you in other ways. But like, we, you know, we don't want to just give you money. If Matt Gates said that, you know, his career as the rebels done. He's done. You know what I'm saying? All his allies he's built in the Republican Party. He's on the they'll, they'll treat him like Ilhan Omar. They'll treat him like Thomas Massey. So it's like everybody knows that in Congress. You know, they know the one thing you're not allowed to do. They know the one ally that you're not allowed to disagree with. They know the speech laws and the anti-protest laws being passed in this country. They know the one situation that makes them completely unprincipled because they don't want to rock the boat. You know, it's it's a boat that you can't really exist in the Republican Party if you do that, unless you're Thomas Massey. He's the only one who's successful at it. And Trump tried to kick him out of the party. Thomas Massey said he was against the CARES Act, the big socialist scam that Trump passed. And Trump tried to kick him out of the party. 
Thomas Massey opposed MAGA, who's basically at this point controlled opposition, and people like DC Drano and Cat Turd tried to kick him out of the party. Do you notice something? They always try to kick Thomas Massey out of the party because he does something that rocks the boat. Get him out, get him out, get him out. Why? Because he's the only person out of 400 plus people in Congress who votes against all foreign aid. You got to get rid of him and replace him with another clown. Like we can't have one. We can't have one. It doesn't matter. His vote doesn't matter. It's 400 something to one. You know, in some cases, sometimes 400 something to 10. It doesn't matter. You got to what they need. They need everything. But then you can't say that they like what? What, what do you want? America? Ba like it's nuts. But that's what's going on, uh, you know, and it's like. We'll see what happens, but it doesn't, I don't know where all this is going. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section. I support Thomas Massey's right to vote how he wants to vote. And yes, there is a basically foreign lobbying or, or like a, a lobbying group that lobbies for a foreign government. And if you don't do everything they say, they try to harass you and smear you and call you anti-Semitic. That's like what they do. You know what I'm saying? If you say, hey, I think Israel has the right to exist. I think Israelis are awesome. I think they're cool. I don't blame them for anything. I think they're awesome. I just noticed that there's speech laws and protest laws being passed in America, and there's big donors in the Republican Party that like that they do that. They call you anti-Semitic. They'll try to ruin your life. They'll try to cancel your advertisers. Like That's why nobody says anything. They're all like afraid. You know what I'm saying? It's scary. I'm not scared, you know, but I'm just saying it's like it is kind of creepy. It's like I'm not pro-Palestine. I'm not anti-Israel. I'm not saying you don't have a right to exist. I'm not telling people to hate you. I'm not telling people to do anything. I think that you're awesome. I think that, you know, I, I've had a great experience with a lot of people in my life of that ethnicity, and I would never blame everybody for everything. I've never done that. I'll never do that because it's not true. All you have to do is look at the protests and you can see on both sides of this argument, there's Jewish people. So there is a diversity of thought in this country. And I've never said otherwise, but there are massive donor groups and lobbyist groups that basically just exist to harass you. If you ever say that you're for the first amendment, if you ever say you're against foreign aid, the harassment is extraordinary. And honestly, 99.9% .9 of Republicans are in on it, including Trump, including Trump and DeSantis. They don't give a crap about you. They're passing more laws. They don't work for you, you know? But if you ever figure that out, everything changes. You know what I'm saying? You're not invited to turning point. You're not invited here. Like you're not, you, you can't come. Everybody's lying about you. It's like so crazy. So the reason I know it's getting boring because I want to talk about other stuff, but in my opinion, politically, Nothing else matters until people figure this out because the Republican Party is a joke. Trump was more socialist than Obama. He printed trillions of dollars. He ran around selling the vaccine after he sold out to Pfizer and his base is too brainwashed to realize that he took hundreds of millions of dollars from mega donors and corporations like Pfizer and others because they want to believe that Trump is like a savior. Oh, he, he doesn't take their money. That's why he's not corrupt. He lied to you. He took their money and then he did what everyone else does. He's just a better comedian. And then it's like they're fighting over DeSantis's heels. DeSantis is short. He probably does wear heels. It's kind of funny, kind of childish. But with that being said, that's not the, the big picture. The big picture is on certain topics, DeSantis is running around bragging about passing anti-speech and anti-protest laws. He's, I'm not voting for him. You know, I thought I would. I didn't realize that 
he was this fanatical against the First Amendment. Like, he's so proud of it. But you can't say he's proud of it for his donors because that's hate speech. There's totally not donors buying him out. You know, you could you could watch the donations that they get. You could hear what the donors say. But then if you repeat it, Republican media will call you the word, you know, the word that must not be named. Like, that's the whole thing. I'm going to read a few comments. Someone said 5'10 ain't short. If he is even 5'10, I don't know. Is DeSantis 5'10? Is he 5'1? Is he 6'9? I don't, probably not 6'9. It's like, I don't care. Yeah, he's not as tall as Trump, but I don't know. If, if a guy was 5'1, but he, but he was like the perfect politician, and then there was someone that was like seven foot tall, but he was like a total sellout. Are you voting for the small guy that shares all your values? Or are you voting for the tall guy that doesn't? Like, is that, are you voting on it? I understand the perception of height on television and how it looks on a stage or whatever. Like Ron Paul looks like a small guy or whatever, but like I'll, I'll vote for Ron Paul 10 times out of 10. I don't care if Ron Paul was one foot tall and he was running around riding one of those kickflip like fingerboards, like a skateboard. Like I'll still vote for Ron Paul over the giant who like, you know, but I, it's like, that's, and listen, I'm, I'm all for a, a meme. You can make fun of my hair. You can make fun of my face. Just don't do too much or I'll cry. But in general, it's like, that's what Republican politics has become. And I'm not blaming everybody, but it's like, it's so childish. It's like, ha ha, Trump looks cool. He's my hero. Look at this AI image. DeSantis wears boots. Nah, nah, poop, poop. It's like, how, what are you like? 55 acting like this. That's Republican politics. Like, oh, Ilhan Omar, I poop, I poop my pants for Ilhan Omar. Oh my gosh, new speech law. Yeah, we are fighting Hamas. It's like, you know, that's like the average account. It's like, dude, every time someone gets mad at me on Twitter, I'm not joking. They always have Cat Turd or El Donaldo Trumpo in their like retweets. It's like El Donaldo Trumpo and Cat Turd. That's like, oh, 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 Trump, Trump. Hey, DeSantis is boop. It's, and then people are like, oh, DeSantis, where's boots? You know, it's like it's like brainwashing Republicans with like very low IQ jokes and memes and like take takes, you know, it's like. They're like, socialism sucks, but when our guy does it, it's cool because I have no brain. Urgh, I'm mad. Are you mad? And like the, the, and they're just like making everyone mad all the time. And here's what I want to preach to people. Don't get mad. They want you to get mad. They want you to get angry. They like when you're mad because then they could point to you and say how mad you are. Like the people like Dan Bongino that are just like stirring up the pot. They're not even stirring up the pot in the right direction. It's just like, be mad, patriots. Go to the Capitol. It's like, bro, you're taking advice from a, a, a cat shit. Literally shit from a cat. Like if that's your go-to, for news analysis, you know, something's wrong. I'm just, I'm just trying to like calm people down. Cause it's like, yeah, like the war sucks. It sucks. But when tensions rise, politicians take advantage of you. They want tension to rise. They don't care if there's fights in the streets. People are acting insane. I'm not going to sit here and act like every Palestinian activist is awesome. They're not. There's some real piece of shit Palestinian activists out there. There's some people pushing the line. There's some people going too far. And on the other side, same thing. I've seen some crazy shit. But just because there's a crazy Israeli protester, I'm not going to say, hey, shut them all down in America. No, Israelis should be allowed to fly their flag 
And, and even if you're not Israeli, you should be able to protest for them because that's America and you don't get blamed for what everyone does. So I'm just calling it like I see it. There's garbage people on both sides. There's good people on both sides. And that doesn't make you a Nazi or Hamas or a terrorist or a genocide supporter. Like that's not how it works. You know, I mean, people are saying that though. Both sides are saying the same thing to each other. They're calling each other Nazis. They're, it's like, it's, 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 it's too much. And when the tension rise, rises, politicians can take advantage of it. They want you angry. They don't like, oh, there's a fight in the street. Oh, great. Now we could put, now we could take away guns. Now we could, you know, now we could shut down protests. Now we could do this. Now we could do that. It's like, they're not threatened by people fighting with each other over basic stuff. They're not threatened by the Christian versus Muslim or Jewish versus Muslim divide that's happening. Like that went away for 15 years. You know, there started to be like the Middle East is starting to grow with entertainment. And to be honest, they don't care who you are. They just want your money. Like, and they have money. So they want to buy your attention. They're like, oh, I'm a rich Saudi guy. Let me buy a bunch of, you know, fighters so we can hang out. It's like, I'm not knocking it. Hey, God bless the Saudi Arabians with all the money. Get, get the fighters. I'm just, I'm just saying like for 20 years, we were past all the Middle East George W. Bush BS. And now we're back. You know what I'm saying? We're right back to where we were in 2002. Muslims feel this way. Christians feel this way. Jewish people feel. And like that uncomfort was gone for 15 years. And it was nice when it was gone. I think everyone enjoyed it. Muslims enjoyed not being blamed for 9-11. Uh, Jews enjoyed not being like being looked at weird. And also what's going on in the cities is, is devastating as far as like how unsafe cities are. So cities aren't safe anyway. Like it doesn't even matter what race you are. You'll probably get robbed in San Francisco. And the person who robs you doesn't care what race you are. They just don't like, you know, they just want your car. So it's like this, like this country, it was nice when crime was gone, but it was also nice when there wasn't this like multi-racial religious like war going on. And I'll tell you what, you can look at this, the state department guy. And I'm not saying whatever his name, Anthony Blink, is a bad guy. He's trying to finesse the situation, but he's like, He's on Twitter being like, yo, we're funding both sides. You know what I'm saying? They're funding the destruction of that country that allegedly doesn't even exist, but people are there. And then he's giving money to the people that he just bombed. It's like both. You, you get what I'm saying? It's like war doesn't benefit anybody. It doesn't benefit either side. It doesn't benefit the average civilian. Uh, it makes everybody uncomfortable. It makes people hate each other. And when you get to the top of the pyramid in some of these countries, who knows who's really supporting who or who's doing what? It's like, you know, it's it's a it's a damn travesty. Um, who am I voting for? If Thomas Massey's not voting, if he's not running, I'm not voting in the Republican primary. Trump is running around saying his vaccine saved a hundred million lives and ventilators are awesome. He's an idiot. He's bragging about passing bills to shut down protests. He's an idiot. DeSantis is acting like a psychopath. I'm not voting for either of them in the Republican primary. That's for the other people can fight over them. Oh my gosh, he's wearing heels. Oh my gosh, he's wearing heels. You know what? I hope DeSantis wears actual heels and dresses up in drag and says he's trying to get the liberal vote. He gets so desperate that Trump supporters don't like him. He just starts dressing up in drag and says he's Ronda, Ronda DeSantis and tries to get the liberal vote because he's not getting the conservative vote. Trump's going to win the primary almost definitely, but he's not going to do anything for you, so who cares? It's debatable if he'll even win the election. He might lose to, to Biden. But 
I would think that there's going to be a lot more donors getting behind Trump because if you look at DeSantis, I'm sorry, if you look at Trump, if it's Trump and Biden, you have to understand Biden is obviously a puppet and he's letting Israel do what he wants, but Biden's more moderate on the topic. He's like, can't we just all get along? Can't we do a two-state solution so you don't get us into a huge Arab war? And then they're like, no, shut up, Biden. He's like, okay. You know, I don't think he has like any power. But if Trump gets in, Trump's going to push for Israel to do a one state solution in Palestine and fight Iran. So, you know, I would say as much of a puppet as Biden is, you know, the big donors might like Trump better for this next election because Trump is more bullish on a war that almost certainly the Uniparty wants to do. So it's like, you know, it might be time for Biden to go. He did a good job with the Ukraine war and it might be time for Trump to wage war in Iran because Biden doesn't want to. So I I'm not like Trump's domestic policy will be better than Biden's, but I'm not convinced he's a threat in any sense of the word. Like, I think he's going to completely just do the bidding of his donors and just, you know, push the war even further. It's like in Ukraine, Trump is more moderate and Biden is more of a war hawk. In Israel, Biden is more moderate and Trump is more of a war hawk. So I, I don't know what's going on in Ukraine. I see that they're having like raves and stuff in Kiev or whatever, but you know, there's a war going on somewhere. I don't know where or how or why or when it's going to stop, but I don't like, it depends, you know, I don't think Trump is going to be, I I think he'll get enough. He'll get a lot of donor money probably this next election. Cause the people that want a one state solution and people that want to start a war with Iran, I feel like Trump's your guy, you know, it's not, it's not going to be Biden. Someone said he, he said we should destroy Iran's oil supply. I mean, I don't, he, they could try. I don't know how they're going to do that. Someone said Trump gone full war hawk now. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I don't say this as a slur. People will say it's a slur. I say it as like a, a descriptive word. But like, if you don't understand Zionism, you'll never understand why Trump and DeSantis do what they do. That's just a fact. It's not hate speech. It's a fact. So if you don't understand Zionism and you don't like, then, then you don't get what's going on. That's my view. And it's not hate speech and I'm not, I mean, they could lie about it, but it's fine. Um, and the thing is what I didn't realize in 2019, what the press doesn't want to give me credit for either. That's fine. So I'm not going to act like Trump and, you know, cry about it. But in general, I'm not against Zionism. I'm not against Israel existing. I've never had a problem with it. I don't care. I'm not the leader of the Palestinian revolt. I don't care if they exist. They can exist. They can have their state. I've never been against it, but they say I'm against it because I realized that Republican politicians, they prioritize that over America. And if you say that they prioritize that over America, which they absolutely do, then they call you anti-Semitic. So it's like, I don't care about that. I've never been a hate hater of that country or those people or anything. And I never will be. They can't, they can't make me hate them because I don't. I think they can exist. It's just what I found out is apparently in the Republican Party, for whatever reason, Zionists can't be Zionists like that without putting it above every other topic. Like, uh, you know, it's like, can you be a Zionist and also support the First Amendment, but support that country? Apparently not. DeSantis doesn't do it. Trump doesn't do it. No one does it except for Thomas Massey and they call him anti-Semitic. So I was like, that's when I figured out. It's like, oh, I guess not. I mean, you know, if you could do what you're doing without infringing on my First Amendment, then, you know, then it's like it doesn't I, it doesn't even affect me. Um, but it affects me because now 
you're passing laws that I consider unconstitutional for a foreign country that we don't even have for ours. And it not only doesn't work, it completely backfires, but it's just like, it's the precedent of adding hate speech rules into American legislation that I disagree with. But that's when I realized that people in the Republican party don't like when you say that. So it's like, okay, so the only way to, to, to support them is to do it at the behest of your own country. Like, you know, I didn't know it was that way before 2019. I thought you could like do both, but they're the ones pushing like the Trumps and the DeSantis's and the Republicans. They're pushing like, no, 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 no. You have to do it this way or else you like, I'm like, all right, my problem is not with their existence. My problem is not with the people. My problem is not with the race or religion. I love everybody. My issue is that in America, you can't put America first or they call you a bad, bad word and everybody turns against you. So it's like, that is the priority of the Republican Party. That's the priority of Trump. That's the priority of DeSantis. That's the priority of Kevin McCarthy. That's the priority of John Speaker Johnson, who adopted a black son and told his white son that he's privileged. That's the that's the priority of Matt Gates. That's the priority of every single person except for Thomas Massey. It's their prior, it's their priority over America. So it's like if they say something, they only mean it sort of, unless that comes before it, and then that comes before it. You get what I'm saying? So like it, it shouldn't have to be an issue, but it just is because for whatever reason, that's just how the Republican Party acts. And it, it doesn't make the public like you more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't think it works. Like, I, I really don't think shutting down protests works. Like if you say if if Trump supporters like storm the Capitol or whatever the hell they did on January 6th and it's like, OK, not making excuses for it because I think it was a stupid day, but you lock these people in their house for eight, nine months. You call you call them crazy names for five years. You wouldn't let grandmas vote for Trump. You treated these people like absolute shit. You locked them in their house like animals for freaking a year. And then just like the George Floyd riots, I'm not making excuses for the George Floyd riots. And I'm not making excuses for January 6th, but I feel like both of them were a result of caging people like animals and then letting them loose one day and be like, here, you can go protest now. And people went nuts because they were psychologically and physically abused by their government under lockdowns. I think that's half the reason the George Floyd riots were so crazy. People haven't been out of the house in three to four months, you know, and that doesn't excuse the George Floyd riots, but it's like, here, go, go, go out, go out now, my kitties. And they're like, ah, let me burn down my coffee shop. Like, you know, it doesn't, it's not an excuse. I'm just saying, but in general, if you said after January 6th, no Trump supporters should be allowed to protest because of January 6th, we don't trust you and you might start a riot whenever you peacefully protest. So you're not allowed to protest. It would only piss off people more. You know, most Trump supporters are listening to total blowhard liars and they're freaking out all the time and they're not even right about what they're freaking out about. So it's like tension's already high and most Republican media accounts are trying to make tension higher every time they talk. Do you notice I'm lowering the tension? I don't want people to hate each other. I don't want you to be angry because being angry is not going to stop the uniparty. Being angry is not bucking the system. It helps the system. When everybody's so angry about the election that they show up on January 6th, you didn't hurt Joe Biden and you didn't hurt the election. You hurt yourself. People are in prison. You gave Joe Biden a reason to weaponize the FBI and they've been weaponizing the FBI against Trump supporters ever since. You didn't help anyone. You just hurt everybody because you guys are emotional and angry and you showed up for a vaccine salesman controlled opposition uh, Judas Goat. So it's like, you know, emotion and anger doesn't hurt the establishment. It helps the establishment. They want you to freak out. But my point is in America, shutting down a protest 
doesn't de-radicalize people. It just makes them crazier because most people can't handle it. So it's like when Trump and DeSantis or whoever pass anti-protest laws or when the left tries to make like Ben Shapiro stop speaking on a college campus, it doesn't help anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like let the guy speak even though he's a hypocrite. Let Dave Rubin speak even though he's a hypocrite also. Let Trump speak. Let let Republicans speak and protest. And if they break the law, they break the law. But you can't just use one example like Charlottesville or January 6th and say, now we have to shut down all protests. It's the same thing with protesting Israel. If you shut all these protests down, all these people don't just magically like you. They probably just get more ticked off. In fact, I would argue that the First Amendment was designed for this exact issue was to express your feelings to the public. And if you cross the line of legality, you should be held accountable. But, you know, if 100 people don't cross the line and three people cross the line, hold those people accountable. Don't blame everyone everywhere ever for everything and shut it down. It only makes the tension rise. It only makes people more upset. And uh, that's why I'm principled with this stance because it doesn't work. Like if I believe in a topic, which I do plenty, I don't want to shut down the other side of the topic because that just means I'm not confident in what I'm saying. You get what I'm, oh, I don't think you should be able to say that. Listen, if you are pro-Israel and you believe that you should level Gaza in order to make your state safe that you like, that's kind of crazy, but I don't know. I think you should be allowed to say it because it's foreign policy. Like, I, you know, I, it's, it's a dicey situation. It's like there's two people at war and, you know, they don't like each other and they shoot rockets at each other. So it might seem extreme or radical, but I believe in America, you should be allowed to be an Israeli protester saying that you think they should level Gaza. But vice versa, the same Israeli protester that says they want to level Gaza will say it's hate speech to say that the Palestinians say something similar and that needs to be banned from college campus, but they should be allowed to say it. Now you have a double standards. And, you know, it, it only breeds more distrust. It only it only makes your public opinion perception go down and it makes more people on the other side. So I, I don't believe that being a hypocrite actually works. You know, like I don't I don't think it does what it does. But like I said at the beginning of the video, there are certain like lobbying groups that push for that. But you can't say that they're doing it or else they like, what am I supposed to say? I don't like people. And it's the same thing as like, you can't, you can't loosely define hate speech because a lot of people hate the truth. You know, a lot of people hate your religion. A lot of people hate this. What is hate speech? You know, people always say when I say that Trump took a million dollars from Pfizer, over a hundred million dollars from mega donors and mega corporations, and he hired pharmacy lobbyists, people always tell me, I hate Donald Trump. Oh, you just hate him. Oh, you just hate him. That's hate speech. Oh, it's Trump derangement syndrome. Everything I said was factual. He did take a million dollar donation from Pfizer. He did hire pharmaceutical lobbyists and he did take hundreds of millions of dollars from mega donors and corporations that he said he would never take. It's all factual. But Trump supporters hate to hear those facts because those facts go against their feelings and the truth sounds like hate speech. So, you know, if you hate that, it doesn't mean it's hate speech. What I said was true. If I say that there's certain mega donors that donate to Trump and DeSantis and they give them money to get certain foreign policy objectives, it's 100% true, but the media can write that I'm being hateful. I'm not hateful. I don't hate that country. I don't hate people. I don't hate America. I don't hate Trump. I don't hate DeSantis. I don't believe in holding grudges or being angry. I don't believe in blaming people for what governments do. I don't, I'm not stupid enough to think that like 
one race is like perfect and every race, like, I don't believe any of that stuff. I think that there's good people in every race and religion and you should live your life in a, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say a Christ-like way, like you should be perfect, but you should show love and thought for everybody and not walk around and be a dickhead. Um, I believe that, but they'll still call it hate speech or whatever. You know, sometimes they say it's Trump derangement syndrome. Sometimes they say it's anti-Semitic. Sometimes they say it's racist or xenophobic or Islamophobic or whatever. And it's not, it's just culturally, it's like you are a net sum of who's here. So if you have left-wingers or like, it's interesting because sometimes left-wingers are mad at Muslim immigrants because most Muslim immigrants like in Dearborn, Michigan are against left-wingers when it comes to their super progressive policies. Like Dearborn, the Muslims in Dearborn, Michigan that have pretty much taken over, they don't want LGBTQ books in school. They don't want their kids being taught gay sexual stuff. So they protested the school boards and got it removed because they have balls, unlike a lot of American parents. But in general, I mean, there's also American parents and Christian parents who do that too. And they're American now, but you get what I'm saying. Anyway, so when Dearborn, Michigan goes against the LGBTQ plus school agenda, you have Republicans like, yeah, look at these base Muslims. Yeah, look at these totally conservative Muslims. And then the left is like mad at them. And now that they're waving Palestine flags, the left likes them and the right hates them and wants to deport them. It's like you could find articles of people calling them base Muslims five months ago and saying how awesome they were. But now they want to deport them for waving a foreign country flag in America because it goes against their ally that a lot of people in the Republican Party are taking donor money in, in regards to that topic. But then they'll say it's hate speech to say that they're doing it. It's like it's a fascinating dilemma in this country. Um, but I think it's just objectively true that if certain people of a certain culture go in an area, it's going to change. Like it doesn't make you Islamophobic to say if Muslims take over Dearborn, Michigan, it's going to change. It, it, it will change. And the thing is, you might like the change. You might not like the change, but whether you like the change or you not like the change, you should be allowed to talk about it. And everyone doesn't like change. And some people do like change. So it's like, they call you racist and Islamophobic if you're Christian or white. If you say that's changing and I don't like it, you should be allowed to say that without being called racist and Islamophobic. And it's like it's or you might like the change and be like, we want it to change. But, you know, this is where everybody says, oh, you're anti-Semitic. Oh, you're racist. Oh, you're Islamophobic. It's like, no, you're ignoring math and science like math and science says if white Christian Republicans live in this town by the millions, they're going to, the, their policies are going to reflect those people. Their culture is going to reflect those people. The shops are going to reflect those people, unless it's already been taken over by multinational corporations. And then if you replace them with millions of liberal Jews or Republican Jews or liberal Muslims or Republican Muslims, it's going to shift the culture. That's just the reality of it. And it doesn't make you hateful to notice that. It's just like, that's, and, and, and in some you know areas, it's super diverse. And it's like with the diversity also comes certain shifts if it wasn't diverse before. So all I'm personally saying is like, I, I see both sides, left wing and right wing. They're always just being hypocrites. Like whenever it's inconvenient for them, they'll use a word like racist or xenophobic or Islamophobic. The left uses it all the time. And then the right calls them anti-Semitic. And it's like, they're all doing it where it's like some people suck. Absolutely. But 
you know, just throwing a word at it just basically is like, oh, nothing you say is real. It's like, okay, you guys could lie to each other. It's like, a, you know, I talked about it the other day, but Patrick Bet David, his little sidekick, what's his name? Like Adam Sosnick or whatever, you know, he's like a little more liberal. He's arguing with like Katie Hopkins. And I, I don't agree with everything Katie Hopkins says, but he's like, oh, you think the Muslims are, it's like, Dude, if the number one name in Britain, Great Britain is Muhammad, it's going to be more Muslim. Like, you know, Muslims might like that. Christians might like that. Some people might not like that. You know, English people might like it. You know, a lot of liberals like it. A lot of people feel like they're it, it's not what they want. I'm not going to call you racist or Islamophobic for noticing a, tr a trending change and, and having an opinion about it. You might say, I'm glad the number one name is Muhammad. I'm Muslim. Or I'm glad it's Muhammad because I hate Britain and I want it to be this way. Or you could be like, hey, I don't know if I like this. You know, I'm not going to call you racist either way. I'm listening to what you're saying. And I'm like, well, the, the real the real fraudulence is when you act like nothing's different and it's just like doesn't even exist and you're hateful for even noticing. It's like it's going to change. You know what I'm saying? It will. It absolutely will change. Britain will be totally different in 50 years. And it'll probably be like, like a hodgepodge kind of like escalation of like it's not going to go like one way completely but it's going to change it's the same way if like you know different racial parents like have a kid and like the kid comes out like kind of like both it's like it's not racist to be like well that kid kind of looks like both of you you know it's kind of like a mix it's like oh it's race it's like no it's science it's actually just how things work so i feel out of place with a lot of people in politics because if you notice years ago i'm not going to say i was always like this but once i became more intelligent and more wise and more well researched i understood that the words racist sexist xenophobic anti-semitic conspiracy theorist anti-vaxxer what it like you know climate denier all these words are basically smear words to shut down the conversation and just say you're bad and I don't even have to explain myself and I'm better than you. And I don't even have to explain why and shame on you. I'm smarter. You're dumber. I'm better. You're worse. I'm good. You're evil. And that's what those words mean. You could talk about gender dynamics without using the word sexist. If you can't, you don't know what you're talking about. It's a stupid word. You know, racist, the same thing. If someone hates someone or, or an entire group, you should be able to explain how and why if you can't and you just use the ra word racist, it's probably because you don't know how to explain it. If you're just quick to call everything anti-Semitic, you know, explain exactly how and why. You should be able to if they're as bad and hateful as you say. So there's a reason I don't use any of those words anymore or conspiracy theorists. Imagine if I just said QAnoners are conspiracy theorists. Like, what does that mean? It means I'm better, you're worse, you're dumb, I'm smart, I'm right, you're wrong, haha, -ha, nanny poo poo, I don't have to explain why. I explain why I think that Q people are, are, are foolish. I explain why. I don't just call them conspiracy theorists because it doesn't, it doesn't, it's just a, it's a, it's a word of censorship. It's a word that just tries to shut down anything. Someone says the right loves cancel culture now. Both sides love cancel culture. Uh, you know, they're both sides are total hypocrites. Both sides are fraudulent. And that's why the elites run circles around people. And you know what? I don't feel like I'm a victim. I'm not a victim to bankers, even though interest rates are too high. I'm not a victim to politicians. I'm not a victim to this group or that group. I'm not a victim to Biden or Trump. I'm not a victim to anybody because at the end of the day, you know, in this world, 
Americans and people of the world need to wake up. If if you can't figure certain things out at this point, there's something wrong with you. You know, like it's so obvious now. It's not like 10 years ago. I remember like when it was 2009, 2006, I would say certain things and like 99% of people disagreed with me. They'd be like, you're a conspiracy theorist. Like no one was on my side. Now, that doesn't happen anymore because everyone knows, like everyone learned the hard way. Like Republicans learned the Bush era was fraudulent. Democrats learned the Obama era was fraudulent. People have dove into certain topics with the internet. So it's like, there's way more people that don't just call everything conspiracy theory now because they know that certain theories are true and certain conspiracies are real. And everybody kind of understands that to some extent. So it, there's been like a mass awakening. With that being said, there's certain topics now where if you don't get it at this point, it's like so obvious. You know what I'm saying? But both sides are acting like children. The left are hypocritical when it comes to free speech and protest. The right is hypocritical when it comes to free speech and protest. There's certain conflicts that twist people up like knots. You know, some of the biggest right wing speakers that made a living saying I should be able to speak on college campus, even if it's offensive, are now so offended that they think that college campuses shouldn't allow speech and they should be doxxed, harassed and thrown out. The same thing that made them famous opposing, they now support for a foreign country and then call you a word if you notice that they're doing it. It's like everyone's exposing themselves. Um, but it's why Americans get what they get. Like San Francisco's not bad because some Trump supporter in Alabama made you mad on Twitter. San Francisco's bad because, you know, Democrat policies are like beyond horrific and they keep voting for idiots who are trying to make crime normalized. So it's like, you know, your enemy's not the Alabama Trump supporter. It's yourself. Your own government is not doing what you want and you're voting for it. So it's like liberals are getting what they deserve. I don't wish it on them, but like wake up, snap out. If you can't, if you think the grandma in Alabama who voted for Trump is your problem and not the San Francisco policies that you're supporting, you're going to, it's going to get that way. And when it comes to Republicans, like if they don't have the self-awareness to realize that their own, their own leaders are scamming them. Their own leaders are taking away their own free speech. Their own leaders are doing socialism. Their own leaders are raising the deficit. Their own leaders are selling out. Their own their own leaders are are not doing what they said they would. Their own leaders are scamming them with the pharmaceutical industry. If you give them a pass for that because you really like him, you're no better than the left. It's like that's why everybody's like children. Pick your divide and conquer, folks. Which one do you like? Do you like left versus right? Do you like San Francisco blue-haired liberals versus grandmas in Alabama? Do you like the Trump versus DeSantis false paradigm? Maybe you're into the Muslim Christian one again after, you know, you didn't get sick of that one in George W. Bush, did you? Because Dan Bongino told you to rebring it back. You know, it's like, which, you know, and everybody fights over that and nobody at the top cares because they look at people like idiots. So the best thing that we could do is not be idiots. If you act like an idiot and they think you're an idiot, well, it takes two to tango, you know? Um, We'll see what happens, but I, I think that I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to really tell where this goes because I don't know if the left will ever snap out of it. But I do believe that they could if the right provided better arguments and and, and more authentic authenticity. You can't please everyone, right? It's not possible. You can't wake everybody up. Some you can't lead a horse to water, and you can't make it drink. Or you could lead it to water, but you can't make it drink. So it's like. Everyone is not savable, but I do think that the reason that the left is so stubborn 
is because the right is being led by controlled opposition shills who are pretty much just there to lose and be annoying and be hypocrites. So like if I was left wing and I looked at Charlie Kirk, I would think, wow, that guy sucks because he does. Oh, wow. He's a hypocrite. He is, you know, or, or like Dan Bongino or freaking Dave Rubin or Ben Shapiro. Like if I was left wing, I'm justified in being left wing because I'm looking at these people who don't mean anything they say and they are annoying. Um, and then if you go to the right, you could look at AOC and think she's a psychopath. She is. She looks crazy. She's a total hypocrite, you know, or all these left wing publications who said one thing for Trump and another thing for Biden, one thing for you, another thing for Black Lives Matter protest. Like, you know, both sides are justified in not liking the other side because both sides are as fake as you think they are. So it's like if we had actual leaders and people that were more authentic and willing to kind of put an olive branch across, you would have a little more healing and a little less tension in this country, but nobody's willing to do it. You know, the easiest example of that is I'm, I look at left wing memes sometimes and like they're saying, you know, the, some of the memes that these guys are sharing, the left wingers are like, we don't have money to pay off our college loans, but we have money for all these wars. That's a legitimate point. Like Democrats and Republicans are socialists. Democrats pretend to be capitalists. They're not. Republicans pretend to be capitalists and they're not. It's just not socialism for you. It's so it's backward socialism. They don't give you money for having kids. They give you money for getting divorced. They don't give you money for working. They give you money to not work. They're incentivizing the failure of this country through their welfare programs because they're not paying people to get right. They're paying people to stay wrong. And also they are socialists. They just do it for the pharmaceutical industry, their friends, the military industrial complex and foreign nations that they're almost definitely taking off the top of. Because if you give a, a foreign nation $200 billion, you know how easy it is to steal 100 million? It's not hard. But in general, uh, the left is actually right that if you have money to give foreign nations, you should be able to pay your own people. I'm not a socialist, but you have to understand that there's a reason that they hate Republicans and they hate their parents and they hate the boomer generation because the boomer, and I'm not saying they're they're justified in their hate, but what I am saying is like, if your dad is a Trump supporter and is like, oh, you don't need college loans, go work, dummy, and you're moving to the city where everyone hates you, it's not the 1960s or the 1990s or the 2000s, it sucks, it's if like you're, you're not getting paid, your boss is taking advantage of you, you're getting forced vaccinated, your school's liberal, and you know what I'm saying? And, and and your boomer dad's telling you that they can't pay off your college loans. You got to be poor your whole life because of high interest usury loans. Yet Republicans are drooling over sending money to a foreign country that they support because it's different this time because they're like, of course, like no wonder the kids hate their parents. I'm not saying they should. You shouldn't hate your parents. But it's like, you know, it's like how many how many Republicans are just like drooling with MAGA hats telling them that they can't you know, socialism sucks, but they can't even acknowledge that Trump is, is a full-blown socialist. It's like, he's different. It's like, he's not. That's why your kids are, are like totally rejecting you because they don't look at you as like an authority that they respect or trust. So I'm not trying to be mean. It's just the truth. The proper conversation to get the kids to actually listen to us would be like, you're totally right. It makes no sense that we have all this money for mega corporations and foreign countries and all this other nonsense, but they can't pay off your loans. It's not fair. Now they like me. I'm not Charlie Kirk screaming at them on a college campus or Ben Shapiro mumbling where you can't even hear him unless it's a promo code. That's easy to decipher out of his mumbles. Everything else is like a jumble mishmash. <laughs> promo code. Okay. Whoa. 
what was that dude is this a sale are you trying to start a war anyway it's like there's a way to get the tension between both sides eased but there's too much ego on both sides and and the left is very egotistical also but it's like everybody that's popular on the right that, that has a monopoly on the college campus tour thing, they're total hypocrites. They're total frauds. They're total controlled opposition. They're total liars. Nobody likes them. They're not cool. They're not interesting. They they yell all the time. They're not compassionate or thoughtful. They just yell out talking points that sound good on Fox News. They get paid by donors. They're like, no wonder none of the kids like them. I, you think I would like Charlie? I don't even like Charlie Kirk now. When I speak, when I heard him speak on the RNC, he's like, arr, 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 arr. he's just like yelling. I'm like, dude, I agree. Like I'm a Republican and I, I can't stand this guy. Like imagine if I was 20 years old and I didn't know politics. Like that's like Ron Paul made sense to me when I was 20 and I was more left-leaning. Why? Because Ron Paul is a thoughtful, honest guy. You'd be, you'd be surprised how far being thoughtful and honest gets you in the political world when you're willing to call out both sides. But you know, it's like the divide and conquer works because both sides are in on it. And I'm not saying the left is innocent or they don't do it. They're egotistical. They can't see past it. As soon as the Palestine protests are done, they'll be right back to the hypocrite they were three months ago. It's just a temporary, we believe in protests and free speech now, but not for you. And then you got Dave Rubin calling them Nazis. They're calling Dave Rubin a Nazi. Everyone, you know, it's like, it's all, it's all fake and stupid, but it takes two to tango. And at a certain point, you know, I do believe that the powers that be, the uniparty, both parties, et cetera, they want you to be upset. They want you to be mad. They want you to be angry. They, they want you to freak out because none of your leaders are actually your leaders. So if you freak out, you're going to be like revolution 1776 and you're just going to get set up by the feds. Like you're not a threat to them. You're not doing any of that stuff. You have no power. You have no groups behind you. Your president's not even working with you. You're just going to go to a rally, freak out and get arrested. They're not threatened by all this boomer blowhard talk like that they're doing on R Republican talk radio. They're not threatened by that. They'll, they'll investigate you. They'll spy on you, but they're not threatened by that. They're like, yeah, do it. See what happens. We got thousands, tens of thousands of agents, hundreds of thousands of cops. Like you're not doing shit. So it's like, if you go that path of being angry and hateful and freaking out about things because you like one of the characters in the Republican party, when he's not even really on your side, things don't make sense and things get weirder and weirder. And then you end up getting got. So it's like, you know, the best thing you could do is arm yourself with education, wisdom, the truth, you know, not one-sided, lopsided Republican or Democratic Party like slobby topicking points that make you mad because it's not going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Someone said, Anomaly, I think you're unwittingly advocating for RFK Jr. I'm absolutely not because he's a puppet too. You think his foreign policy is going to be any different? He's just as sold out as Trump and DeSantis or he's super... Uh, afraid or something so he just bows down too. i'm not advocating for him he's another character to make you feel like you're going to do something he's good on the pharmaceutical industry he's got you know good talking points for decades in that department i think he should be the head of um the hhs or the fda or something that would be a good role for him but as far as a serious political presidential candidate he's it's not your guy either. He's not going to save the country. He's not going to be any different. His his foreign policy is is identical to Ron DeSantis's foreign policy. He's not he's not going to change anything. But uh, 
if you want to believe that you can, it's just, I'm too old for make-believe, you know, if people like, and I get that this isn't going to be popular because people, that's the issue in this country is they think that like the left thinks if, if Trump doesn't win there, it's totally going to be different. Like what has Joe Biden done? Joe Biden hasn't done shit. He's only just messed up energy reserves, done status quo, everything. And he's, you know, he's not saving you from Donald Trump. And what, like when Trump was in office, what did he do? You know what I'm saying? sort of built a wall, then locked the country down, said Sweden should have locked down, printed trillions of dollars, caused inflation, and said that Operation Warp Speed was a success and gave an award to Fauci and hired pharmaceutical lobbyists and a bunch of people that he now cries about on True Social. Like, both sides think, oh, if Trump wins, it's going to be so different. If DeSantis wins, it's going to be so different. If RFK wins, he'll really buck the system. He really won't, though. You know, and I'm not saying this to be a contrarian. It's just reality based on the information that's public for everyone to see. Um, the, I support Thomas Massey. I like Thomas Massey. He deserves support. But besides that, I don't even like, I think Thomas Massey's more like Ron Paul than Rand Paul even is. But it, it's a calming experience. If people wake up, it's a peaceful waking up. You don't have to be angry. You don't have to be hateful. You don't have to get mad at someone. They want you to get mad. They want you angry. It plays into the narrative. It's like the same sort of thing where it's like, oh, we can't do a war. Oh, now we can do a war because this, it's like, you know, they want tension to be rising. So the, the way to beat the establishment is not to sit around waiting for Donald Trump to do something he's not going to do or DeSantis to be different when he's not or RFK. Like that's the, that's the like circus for the public. Um, I would like to see RFK be like the head of the FDA. I think that would be a great position for him. I hope someone hires him. Um, most likely would be someone on the right who hired him because Biden's not going to hire RFK Jr. So who else would? Someone said, Anomaly, you keep bashing all the politicians. Well, you're saying I'm bashing them. I'm just speaking the truth. Um, what part of what I said do you not understand? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. If you drink Coke and Pepsi, you know, which one is orange juice? Like you're asking the wrong question. So if you want to believe drinking Coke or Pepsi is going to turn one into orange juice, you could do it for the next hundred years and it's never going to change. That's the political system. If, if what I'm saying bothers you, you could listen to some clown entertain you in the WWE circus. The, the solution is simple. The solution is calm. The solution is peaceful. If you don't want to hear it, then drink Coke and tell yourself it's orange juice. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not bashing. I'm just being honest. If you don't want to believe it, you don't have to. But I'm right. You know, I know what I'm talking about. I'm right. Let's see what happens in five years. Let's see where we're at. You know, let's see when you figure it out. I don't care. Everything I said about mandatory vaccines, no one wanted to talk about it until two years later. Now everyone's saying it. Interesting. Why? Because I was always right from the beginning. It was the truth. And there were things that I didn't understand three, four years ago. But as things come out, it gets more and more and more and more obvious. And if you haven't figured it out yet, you know, to each their own. But I'm not bashing. I'm complimenting RFK. He'd be great at the FDA. But as a president, he's going to be no different, you know. Uh. When am I in Barricade Garage doing an Owen Benjamin diss track? 
are Owen and Barricade Garage beefing or something? That's something I'm completely unaware of. I'm not doing a diss track. So that's a it's a conflict that I was not even aware of. Someone said, how do we propose viable alternatives to the world that we inherited? I don't, I mean, I think it starts with you, like, you know, being brave, doing something, having some sort of real estate or power to not be a sellout, you know, in, in some direction. I don't, as far as, yeah, I don't know. I, I try to not over think what I can't do. And I just try to, you know, I've, I feel like I've done my fair share as far as me. I started with nothing. I started with no money. I have no industry connections. No, you know, my parents didn't do anything as far as like fund me when I was 23. I worked my ass off. I took the bus next to gang members and you know what I'm saying at 5 AM to make $15 an hour. And i got a billion views, millions of followers. You know, I put information out for the world to see. I have thousands of people messaging me saying you changed during the pandemic. You were one of the only ones who told me the truth. And every, like, I've done my part. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying like, I'm only one person. So if I could do this, imagine what everyone could do if they had ambition and worked hard, you know, and if everybody plays a role, I'm not saying in media, but if whatever you do in your life, whether it's with your family, with your business, if you're great or you try to be great, then that's great. Being a great parent, um, you know, and then you make another great kid for the future. That's a, that's a huge contribution, even if you do nothing and just be a great parent. So I think everyone, uh, everyone can, can play, play a part. You know, we could all just do a little better. JK said Coke or Pepsi like makes no difference. BlackRock probably owns both. Thanks brother. I hear you. Thank you for the super chat. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, there are slight differences, but I, I don't know. Sometimes people get mad when you when you say that. Someone said, I heard you are a Rothschild anomaly. Prove you're not. How would I prove I'm not a Rothschild? Do I have to like take a time machine and prove that I wasn't created from their, you know, semen? I don't, sorry if that's gross. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I, I'm not a Rothschild. I don't know. I, I can't think of like an, a way to prove it. Um, do you want to see this bank that I totally don't own? I don't, you know, I don't know what. <laughs> I'm not a Rothschild, I swear. I swear. That that bank with my name on it, it's totally not mine. Like, uh, okay. I want to say Rothschild confirmed. I wish I had that much money. Not really, though. You know, I, I feel like if I had that much money, I'd probably be crazy. And like, I would definitely be a liar because there's no way. I mean, I wouldn't be a liar with that much money, but I'm just saying like if I was born into that family, you think I'd be able to like be myself? That doesn't sound like a, a path I would have chose. I probably would have just been rich and on a yacht acting like Hunter Biden somewhere. I don't know, blowing my life away. Someone said, what a stupid question. I mean, I, I can't tell if he's joking or not, but I don't, it doesn't really uh, bother me. It's not, I, I would say no question's a stupid question, but... Someone said, watching news media and watching what happens to our country since 2016, watching the behavior from leftist, leftist fascists with so much hate, American citizens have lost all trust in knowing their neighbors might be one of these lunatics. Um, yeah, I mean, I just don't buy into the fear of it, but I, I, I think people are losing their minds over politics for sure. It's too much, but... 
Someone said, I think you'd still be yourself even if you were born wealthy. You're an anomaly. Yeah, but if I was born a Rothschild, I wouldn't be myself because I'd have different DNA, you know? So I, it wouldn't even be me, but I, I'm not a Rothschild. I mean, should I do 23andMe and give my DNA to Susan Wojcicki's sister and find out? They're like, you're a Rothschild. You're like, what? Really? Where's my money? They're like, yeah, you don't, you don't have any. We gave it to other people. No, I'm just kidding. Um, someone said, I could always depend on Anomaly for a laugh. Thank you. I appreciate it. Do Ben Shapiro singing? No, I don't want to get harassed by uh, activist organizations today. Listen. There's nothing funny about doing an impression of me. There's nothing funny at all. In fact, I would say it means you're a Palestinian protester, even if you're not. If you're making fun of me, it means you like Palestine. If you like Palestine, you're ISIS. If you're ISIS, you need to be bombed, but I don't want to bomb you, but I kind of do. But I want a one-state solution, but I kind of want to, but I want one, but I don't know. I don't want you to exist, okay? Sorry, I... Uh, I condemn that comedy routine. It's It was horrific. Comedy is hate speech, folks. Let's not get it twisted. Anomaly, greetings from Holland. Sweet. Uh, do you remember the invitation I sent to you to come to Holland? No. <laughs> Thank you, but not. I absolutely do not remember that. It still stands. If you visit Holland, I have places for you. I guess I'll let you know if I'm in Holland, but no, I don't. I do not remember that, but, you know, shout out to Holland. I appreciate it. Anomaly has love for all the nations. Shout out to my supporters and my friends in Israel, in Palestine, in Holland, in, uh, you know, the Czech Republic, in Australia. Did you know the third most popular city is, uh, is Sydney or Melbourne for me? I'm actually more popular in, in Australia than I am in certain American cities. It's fascinating. So Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. I'm going to go out there, play some rugby, do some generics. No, I'm just kidding. I'll probably get my ass beat in rugby. But uh, yeah, I do want to go out to Australia sometime. And my goal is to go to Australia, do a rap show there, do a speaking gig there, have a good time. If I'm still single, meet my wife, sort of, maybe. I don't know if I'm kidding or not. And then my main goal is to not get arrested by the Australian psychotic government. If I could do that, go to Australia, do a rap show, do a speaking show, not get arrested, return good time. I'm definitely trying to go to Australia within the next year. But the thing is, I'm not a selfish person, but I got to make more money to like justify a trip. Trust me, I want to take a two month trip. I want to go to Europe. I want to go to Australia. I want to like take a break. Maybe I could do like, you know, some, some videos on the go, but I just can't justify it now. I mean, I could afford it, but I don't know. I want to like really crush it business wise for a couple months and then justify like, you know, traveling. Yeah, I know. I don't like the spiders. You guys got to kill the spiders and the tarantulas. I want, I want a spider genocide. You know, I want you to get rid of all the tarantulas in Australia, those big disgusting ones I see on like TikTok and whatever. And then I'll go. I also saw, dude, I saw a, a kangaroo. It like stole some guy's like dog and he had to like punch the kangaroo and the kangaroo tried to punch him back. Dude, kangaroos are kind of scary. Like it just had the dog in his hands and he's like, ah, I got your dog. What are you going to do? So fool. And then the guy's like, ooh, and he like punches and runs away with his dog. I was like, dude, if if a kangaroo, if a forget about a dog, if a kangaroo took my date, she'd be like, save me. I'd be like, I don't know. You were being a little rude earlier. And I'm like, save me from the kangaroo. It, it's got me. I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to hop on a dating app real quick. I'll call you later. Hopefully you get out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
message me on Instagram if you get out, but I, I got to go. No, I'm just kidding. I'm a hero. I would save my date for sure from a kangaroo. Totally not afraid of them. Um, someone said, just have your girlfriend, Roseanne, pay for it. Roseanne is not my girlfriend. She's a friend. Okay. Don't, don't be weird. Her whole family's awesome. We're all, we're good friends. Jake, et cetera. Good time. Get your mind out of the gutter. That, that is a, that should be hate speech. You should not be allowed to joke about that. I'd be fine if Biden arrested you for that. It's disrespectful to me and Roseanne. Um, yeah, I'm, you know what? I, I agree with Dave Rubin, actually. Protest should be illegal. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, someone said that was a rude remark. Me or them? I don't know. It's, it's fine. Kind of anything goes here. Not anything, but like we allow people to express themselves because if you don't allow them to express themselves, I don't know. They might pop. Someone said anomaly. I would box, I would box Tim Pool. I would love to box Tim Pool. Me and Tim Pool box or Ben Shapiro, but Ben's not fair. I think Tim would be a better fight, but I'll box Tim Pool. If I beat Tim Pool, he has to take his beanie off or wear God bless beanie for a year. And he has to stop being such a condescending prick to all his guests. And if he beats me, I don't know. He could, he could pick something. That would be fun. Someone said Roseanne is way too classy to date anomaly. I think she is probably classier than me. I don't know. I mean, Roseanne's funny, but am, am I, am I like the unclassy one? It's all right. I'll take it. Um, boxing Ben. Ben Ben doesn't want to fight. He just wants to start wars. No, I'm just kidding. He wants to defend defend a country. It's just fine. Um, listen, I don't fight. I don't. I don't. I don't do that. Not everyone has to do it, but I do want to do it one time. I want to be one and zero, and then I want to retire. Um, let me see. I wish to be his wife, my wife, or Ben Shapiro's wife. It's, it's a different. Deb says anomaly is a class act. I agree that. See, that's what I call a love speech. When you agree with me, you're totally right, and you should be allowed to speak freely. When you disagree with me, it's called hate speech, and you should be abolished from every country in the world. It's just my opinion. Totally not hypocritical. Just kidding. I'm into what? Into boxing? Yeah, I would like to do one boxing match. I would like to fight somebody. I'd like to win make some money, you know, feel like a champion one day and then retire because I don't want brain damage and I don't want my ears to be all bigger. I, my ears are big enough. They don't need to get bigger. I don't need cauliflower ear. I'd rather eat like a cauliflower pizza. I'm a citizen. I'm, not, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Mm. All right, a few more and I'm going to roll out. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Just want to let you know, uh, dreamrare.com, we have hoodies and uh, beanies. I almost forgot. We got black beanies and blue beanies made in America. If you're into that stuff, it might be illegal now. You know what I'm saying? You could stack them up. I, don't, I actually would not do this at all. But if you did buy two, it would be more profitable for me. So if you think this looks cool, buy two. But if you get made fun of for wearing two beanies at once, it's not my fault. Those kind of look dope though. You know what I'm saying? I could kind of make, I'm a style, I'm, I'm, I'm a style, I'm a trendsetter. I could kind of, I could make this a whole thing. Don't you think Tim Pool would look good in this God bless beanie? 
he's like, I don't like God. I'm Tim Pool. I am God. I'm Tim Pool. I'm God. And I'm like, put the God bless beanie on Tim. Show show love to the Lord and Savior. And he's like, no, I'm God. I run the show here. Okay, dude, stop. Um, Dev said, good. Then love speech qualifies me to be your FG. What is that? Fangirl? Oh, I was like, feng shui. No, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, But yeah, dreamrare.com. We got that. Someone said buy three. I mean, you could buy the whole batch. Listen, we don't, you could, you could, you could monopoly the whole thing and just take the whole, I'm not going to fight it. I, you know, I could use the money, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, it's all right. It's a recession out here. Everything costs more, you know, they're jacking up everything, but I was on Tim pool. No, I wasn't. I was booked twice. One time I showed up and they didn't let me go and they were weirdos about it. And it was annoying. The other time I almost went, but then I just watched him and I was like, you know what? I don't like this guy. I don't feel like flying across the country to talk to him. Like, I don't, I don't like him. I, I don't want to pretend like I do, but, um, I do want to, I've decided because I like Patrick bet David and I, you know, he doesn't live in the middle of nowhere and doesn't have shit customer service like uh, Tim does. So one day I'm going to, I'm going to text Patrick and say, Hey, Patrick, I want to do a conversation or a debate anomaly and Tim pool on the, on the PBD podcast. And, uh, you know, cause I like Patrick and I trust him and I think his studio's legit and he's a nice guy and his staff is good. And Tim is like, you know, I like Cassandra Fairbanks. I like some of the people that work for Tim, but as far as like Tim, I don't, you know, I don't trust his customer service, but I'll talk to him. I'm not afraid to talk to him. I just don't want to fly out to the beanie bunker, you know? is beanie bunker i heard it smells like used beanies it's really bad dude the whole thing's built out of beanies and the seats are built out of beanies like the t he doesn't have toilet paper it's just all beanies and like i heard it's like a haunted beanie mansion and it just smells bad because tim legend has it that he's been wearing the same beanie for 15 years so like he does and he doesn't shower because he doesn't want to he doesn't want to take it off in the shower so either he doesn't shower and rumor has it when he has showered he showers with the beanie on and it gets wet and it just gets kind of like gross and moldy. So I don't know if that's true. Total rumor. But, uh, you know, I just heard I'm too classy for that. I'd rather make him go to Patrick Bet David and tell Patrick, be like, bro, make sure you get this guy a nice suite somewhere. Let him get a bath and a shower. You know what I'm saying? Let him, let him, uh, you know, wash or dryer situation for the top, you know, for his hat. So we'll see. I should make a long story short. Yeah, I'm good at that, aren't I? Or I'm not good at that. I'm actually bad at that. Let me see. I heard the beanie is actually a part of his head. That's another theory that he's just, you know, he's an Elon Musk Neuralink, uh, just like an angry, defunctional robot, you know, because like they made one to be like really nice and like it, 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 they made like they messed up and it just was really condescending. So I have heard that Tim is an artificial intelligent Neuralink robot with a beanie attached to his head surgically. So that's another rumor going on. I would never spread it or start it, but I've just, you know, through the grapevine, some people are saying that. And it's like, you know, they can't sell it on the market because who wants a condescending, you know, who wants a condescending robot that's dumber than you, wears a beanie all the time and talks down to you when you're smarter? He's like, I don't know, the groups don't exist. Oh, shut up. All right, dude. Sure. Um, you should put that on a shirt. Long story short. <laughs> who? I mean, it's like, it's definitely, I have a few phrases. I'm not trying to be mean. Long story short, short, 
but who wants a shirt of that? You know, like, do you want to wear a long story shirt, shirt, a long story short shirt? And people are like, why do you wear that? I don't know. I watched this idiot on YouTube and Facebook and uh, he always says it. And I just thought it was funny. It's like, okay, psycho alert. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I, I'll think of, I have some cool, we have, hold on one second, real quick. This is my best shirt. I feel like, I don't know if we're almost out, but I came up with this shirt and I'm not a good graphic designer, but I did make this. Look, it says big farmer, not big pharma. And I Photoshopped my face on some like royalty free farmer. Come on. Big farmer, not big pharma. I mean, you could wear one of these at dreamrare.com. Listen, I'm no, I'm no Picasso, but somebody's got to do it. So we got, listen, we got some stuff. My sweatshirts are the most comfortable in the game. No joke. It's high level stuff. It's like better than any sweatshirt I own. Real talk. The beanies, if you like bigger beanies, like sometimes the beanies are like, you know, thin and they're hard to put on your head. This one stretches. So different material. But like, if you have a big head and you don't like feeling, cause like sometimes I'll get a beanie and it like constricts to my head. And I think I have a big head. So it's like, it hurts my head and I don't wear it. This one is stretchy and it doesn't hurt my head. So, you know, to each their own, but I like it. Adrian said, I bought that for my husband and I. Sweet. Appreciate it. The hat is top notch for a hat. Listen, I try to get the best stuff. I understand quality wise, like certain people, the quality is high level. I'm just saying like certain materials, like certain people don't wear certain materials. I'm not at that level yet where people are like, I only wear this material. Maybe I should get to that level, but I'm not really there yet. But some people are where they're like, it needs to be this material. I was like, maybe I should get there. Um, but I do a quality test of what I like for myself. And if I don't like it, I don't get it. Do a kickflip? I don't know. Someone said, LOL, I love it. You're not the best designer, but your merch is great, so soft. I'm not the best designer, but I didn't need to hear it. But you're right. But that's hate speech. But you're right. I'm definitely not. I mean, I do it because... Same reason I make my own thumbnails. I'm not the best at thumbnails, but I just do it because I, what else are you going to do out here? Someone's got to do it. Duke said, it's good to laugh. Thanks, Anomaly. Appreciate you. Thanks, Duke. Yeah. No, you should be angry all the time and you should start hating your neighbor again. No, I'm just kidding. That's like, they're like, oh my gosh, George Bush is back. Everybody's screaming at each other. Ah, and like most people are like, uh, I live in America. I have nothing to do with this conflict. I wish it would stop. I, you know? Someone said Israel is a, I'm not telling you who to support or who to not support, but I know you, maybe you're talking to someone in the comments. I'm not, I'm not telling you that you need to support them. I just think it's annoying being called anti-Semitic every five seconds when you say foreign aid is too much, or if you have a nuanced opinion about speech laws, if they call you an anti-Semite, it's really annoying. Um, luckily, you know, I get the dynamic of all this stuff though. It's like, they just do it and they want you to like do what they say. And then when you don't, they just get mad and they want you to get mad. But when you don't get mad, then it's like, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't hate you. I'm not mad. I don't care. It's annoying, but just, you know, it's like, just stop doing it. It's like, you can exist. You can have a country. I never said you couldn't. I'm just American and I don't like speech laws, you know, but you can keep lying about me if you want. It's really annoying and it's really disingenuous, but, and, and, and stuff like that, it only it only makes the public on the other side. You know, like it's it backfires tremendously. It's like you can't 
do that all the time and expect everyone to like it. Like people are, that doesn't work anymore. Like people are not liking it. Um, but did Ian really quit Timcast? I don't know. I don't, I don't watch this show. Hmm. Someone said it's hard out here for a pimp trying to make money with the rent without a Cadillac gas money, jumping ship. Is that your is that your song? Am I am I repeating like an old Warren G song or something? I don't know. You're just you're just rapping them. You're like it's hard to, it's hard out here for a pimp in the comments section. You know what I mean? Cadillac blimp. You feel me? And I'm like, no, I don't actually. I don't at all feel you. I don't have a Cadillac, but <laughs> I'm just playing. That's funny. Uh, someone said Kanye got banned and he disappeared. The thing with Kanye though is he oh, he he always does this like not what he did but I'm just saying like he'll do something wild and then he'll disappear for two years. He's done this like three times. Do you remember with like the Taylor Swift thing? He's like, "Yo, Taylor Swift sucks. Beyonce's better. Ha ha, I'm drunk." And like everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, Taylor Swift!" Dude, people like Taylor Swift more than they like Jesus in America. So when Kanye was like mad at like when he called out Taylor Swift, dude. Kanye has never been so hated by white people ever. You know what I'm saying? Like it took him going farther on Alex Jones show to get bad press. Like, dude, you, you know, in, in America, white people like Taylor Swift more than Jesus. Not all of them. But like, anyway, people hated Kanye after that. I remember like they were like, did you hear what? Would I do stuttering John's show? Maybe for the nostalgia because I used to listen to my Howard Stern. But, uh, you know, when 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 Kanye did that Taylor Swift thing, I remember like everyone was like, dude, can you believe that? And I'm like, I could care less. They're like, what do you mean? He's he's mean to Taylor Swift. I'm like, I don't care about him. I don't care about Taylor Swift or Beyonce. Like, honestly, like was Beyonce's video better? The single ladies one? Probably that's an iconic video. I could still do the dance and I don't I barely know it. But who cares? You know, like, am I gonna like lose sleep over Kanye interrupting Taylor Swift? Oh, I'm sure she could cry on her pillow of a billion dollars, like get over it. And it made her more popular. It could have been a marketing scheme. They could have been tricking us the whole time. But uh, anyway, he did that. And then it's like he disappeared for a while. Then he came back and wore a MAGA hat and was like, yo, Trump. And then like everyone cried about that. And then he he disappeared for like a year. And then he popped up and dropped a Christian album. And then he disappeared for a year. And then he came back and did the Drink Chance podcast. And that started the slippery slope to the Alex Jones podcast. And then he disappeared again. I'm just saying he always like it's not that unusual that he like runs away. I mean, this is like an extreme time. I'm pretty sure he pissed off a lot of people, but um, he's always like doing something like extreme and then like leaving, you know, and be like, all right, I'm, <laughs> I'll be back in three years. You know, I'm not going to tweet or talk because like when he uses Twitter, he just like can't like he'll just keep tweeting and then I'll be like, all right, that's enough for five years. I'll be back. So I don't I don't think it's that unusual for him, but everyone's going to act like it is. I mean, what he did is un unusual, though. Like that is everything he does is unusual. He's not a normal artist. He's not a normal person like he never. He never acts normal or does like normal timeline stuff, so. Someone said it was probably a marketing scheme. I wonder what the Taylor Swift thing. I mean, it could have not been a marketing scheme, but I do think it made Taylor Swift more famous and more well-loved. People like when you're like a victim of something. You get what I'm saying? It's like if like Keanu Reeves like helps an old woman across the street or something and gets hit by a car, you know, saving an old woman's life. 
Like that'll make him a thousand times more popular. It's just true. With Taylor Swift, like when Kanye was a mean guy to her, it made her more popular. Like people like to come to, to the defense of someone who got like most people are good people. You know what I'm saying? It's like a it's a good sign. Like people like good people and they don't like bullies. So I feel like, you know, it definitely helped her career, whether it meant to or not. And I think even in activism, if you look at a lot of organizations, et cetera, they're always using the victim card because it's like a powerful card. You know, I watched Mayorkas, who that what's his name? The bald guy who runs the border or doesn't run the border. I don't know what he does. My secretary Mayorkas. Um, him and Josh Howley were arguing over something. I don't, it's like to me, it's like WWE. So I don't even know. Like Josh Howley's like, yeah, the border's open. He's like, oh, I'm doing my best. There's like, did this person post Hamas? And you know, Mayorkas is like, oh my gosh, I don't know. And like they're fighting, whatever. It's like the little Congress game they play. And then Mayorkas came out because Josh Howley said something about like a pro Hamas, like a uh, government worker that posted something on Twitter. And then Mayorkas was like, I'm of the family of a Holocaust. Like, how dare you say that? I didn't even know he was Jewish before he said that. I was like, oh, um, so whatever Howley said was offensive because he has a family from the Holocaust. So now, you know, Josh Howley should feel terrible for whatever he said. And I don't even remember what he said. I think he said that someone in the government posted some like kind of psychotic message on Twitter about Hamas or Palestine. I don't know. I, I mean, I saw it and it was pretty over the top and it was like wait that person works for government and then Mayorka is like barely answered the question he like didn't even answer the question he's just like i'm the son of this tragedy how dare you say that about what i'm doing i'm doing the right thing because of that and i'm like you didn't answer the question but okay it's you know it, it doesn't change the question he asked but i don't know i think it's like certain racial groups where they'll be like we can't be racist because we're this race so it's impossible for us to be racist it's like is that how it works i'm not the gatekeeper of that word but is that how it works that because you're black you can't be racist because of history so everything you do is fine but anything anyone else says is racist are you sure you know so i think when it comes to activism people always use that like it's like when Taylor Swift got bullied, it's like people like to come to the defense of the, you know, the person who got bullied or, or the or the victim or somebody that's like on the lower end of like an, a situation. And it's like, I hear you, but I don't know. It gets a little annoying because I think in America, most Republicans just want the border secured. So, you know, I'm pretty sure that's what it goes on. They don't care what race or religion you are. They just want the Biden administration to secure the border because it's kind of crazy that the border's not secure. So it's like, you know, all the games being played. Well, this is who I am. And, you know, you might be a xenophobe or a racist. It's like, ugh. you know, the average American doesn't like they're like, stop, just stop using all those words all the time. Just do something, you know, like no one. It's like the, the games are too much now, dude. People are just like, like too many games and everybody's tired of it. Um, my opinion about Elon going to the border and the video of it on Twitter. I like Elon Musk. I don't trust him in the sense of like, I'm not going to put a computer chip in my head. I think you have every right to be skeptical of Elon. I don't care, but I like Elon. You know, I even saw David Icke complaining about Elon on Twitter yesterday. David Icke, 
you know, is a quote unquote conspiracy theorist, end quote, beginning quote, whatever they call him. And, uh, you know, David Icke banned him from like, or David Icke got banned from everything. And then Elon gets Twitter and allows David Icke back in the public sphere. And all I said to David Icke, I was like, you might be right. I don't, I don't, he, what, what Elon's doing with Neuralink or Starlink, it could be totally nefarious. I'm not stopping you from saying that, but Elon Musk brought you back on Twitter and I haven't seen your post in five years. The only reason I'm seeing what you're saying is because of Elon. So it's like, give him a little bit of credit, right? You don't have to like fall deep down the Elon rabbit hole, but give the guy a little bit of credit. He brought back thousands of people on Twitter. People are allowed to have discussions. People that got banned on all sides got to come back. Like he did dial back censorship. He's done more than the Republican Party's done for America, in my opinion, by doing what he did with Twitter. That's my perspective. Like free speech is important. A public square and dialogue is important. Elon, even all the people complaining about him, they weren't even there to complain about him a year or two ago. So I'm not saying that you should trust him or think that everything he's doing is great. I'm not saying that you can't scrutinize him, but I like Elon Musk. I, I genuinely, I go by actions, not words. And his actions for America have been good, but it could all go down the drain if he plants computer chips in people's heads and turns everyone into robots. So it's like, you know, he could absolutely blow it immediately. Like, I, you know, I don't know where he's going. I don't know what he's doing, like with the Starlink and stuff. I know there's theories and whatever, but um, I like I like the guy so far. And uh, we'll see. We'll see where the future lands. Um, but, I, you know, what him bringing people back him exposing how Twitter worked, that was, I would say that Elon did more for conservatives and Americans than Trump. Like I, I can't even think of anything that Trump did that's as important. Maybe got a Supreme Court justice in. That's pretty important. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I go by actions, not words. He's not even Republican and he had a better answer for speech censorship, albeit it's because he's rich and he could buy a social media company. Not everyone could do that. But Still, uh, let me see. Elon can can deliver a home to construct within a day for ten thousand anywhere in America. I'm sure he can, but uh, I would say like the the problem is in what Elon knows. He's even said this to the UN and stuff. We're not suffering a financial problem in America when it comes to homelessness. It's not a we don't have enough homes problem. It's a mental health problem, it's a drug use problem, and it's an enforcement problem. That's the whole problem. We're not missing homes. Too many drug addicts, too many mentally ill people, and the government lets them do it. I could clean homelessness in, in, in big cities. LA would be tough because it's so disgusting, but most big cities, I could clean homelessness quickly. You just go to every homeless person, send out workers, et cetera, say, hey, you need a job, here's a job. You need mental health, here's mental health. You need a house, here's a house. You need drug help, here's drug help. But you got to get off the street. You have to go somewhere. You have to. You have to get the hell out of here. If you don't, we're going to kick you out. So there it is. It, it would end in a week. But it's the same thing with like you go to Dubai. Why do you think there's like no crime in Dubai? Do you think that there's no criminals that live near Dubai that would like to steal their Rolex like in San Francisco? It's because they can't get away with it in Dubai. In San Francisco, you could steal 10,000 Rolexes. They're getting away with it. It's too, There's no enforcement in America. The, 
the law is on the side of the criminal. The law is on the side of the homeless. The law is being used against the productive person. The person that doesn't work gets the money. The person that works doesn't get the money. They get the money stolen from them. The woman that has five kids and stays with her husband doesn't get the money unless she divorces. If she divorces and takes the kids away from the father, she gets more money. All the incentive in America is backwards. A lot of it, it's not simply that the American government gets involved too much. They get involved too much and do the exact opposite of what actually works. So I think in a big city, it's not like, oh, we could just build 10,000 houses and ho homelessness will go away. They have homeless facilities that they don't want to go to. They don't want to go because they don't have to go because they can use the facility for a shower. They could use it for food. They get money from the government. And then they go right back on the street to do whatever they want to do because there's no enforcement. There needs to be a, we'll help you. We'll get you the mental help you need. But we have a zero tolerance policy for homelessness. If that happens, homelessness would disappear in a year. Without it, homelessness is going to grow and they could build a million houses. They could build 10 million houses in every major city and homelessness would still grow. They're doing some of that extent. They have homeless facilities and people don't want to go because they don't have to go. Um, they're, they're allowed to shit on the streets and you, you can't clean it up. You know, if you spray it with a hose, they yell at you. It's like, that's America's like an inverted society. Like everything's wrong. If you wanted people to work, you pay them to work. If you pay people more money to not work than work, they're going to not work. Why would they work? During COVID, they paid everyone $1,600 and told people if their business got shut down, they'd give them a PPP loan. All the inflation, in my opinion, came from other things, but mostly that. This idea that Republicans didn't cause inflation is hilarious. Like I can't believe people believe it. Did Biden help it? No. Is he making it worse? Absolutely. Did he print too much money? Yes. But even if Republicans won off of the PPP loans and the CARES Act and the money printing and the COVID Trump checks, inflation was coming to this country astronomically. Uh, both parties work together. They punch you, punch you, punch you, punch you and convince you like the other side punched you. And now you got people being like, oh, Trump caused the inflation, not Biden. Oh, Biden, it's Biden inflation. Trump didn't do it. They both did it. They're both in on it, you know? And as long as you keep fighting each other, it doesn't matter because you're voting for the person who caused inflation. If you vote for Biden this election, you're voting for the guy who caused the inflation. If you're voting for Trump, you're, you're voting for the guy who started the inflation and possibly caused it even more. You know, like him, like there's a 0% chance that Trump could have won re-election and stopped this incoming horror. He would have only... I would say done a better job with like energy and gas that would have lowered gas prices. But as far as everything else, maybe like if the real numbers, I don't know what the real numbers are. The fake numbers are like 8%, 7%. What say the real numbers are like 25% or 50%. I don't know what they are. They're way higher than they say. Say it was like if, if Biden inflation's 50% or 20%, you know, Trump inflation would have been like 45% or 15%. Like he could have kept it down a little bit but there's no way he would have kept it down completely, in my opinion. Michael Ellison said hoodie and shirt ordered. All right, I'm going to end my live stream, but let me see if you're telling the truth. I could check the analytics. If you didn't buy a shirt and a long sleeve, that's hate speech. I'm just kidding. But thank you, guys. Hats at Dream Rare. I'm going to end this under two hours. I had a good time talking and chatting. Appreciate it. And uh, I know these streams are long, but I do enjoy them, and it's social to do it. So check this out. Hey, if, if you don't wear beanies, they could be sock puppets. God bless sock puppets. Hey, did you vote for Donald Trump? Did you vote for Joe Biden? It doesn't matter because, you know, they're both doing it. You know, if, if, you've, if you've lost your mind over COVID, 
like many of us have. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you could you could even use them as sock puppets. I'm just joking. I'm gonna do that one day and just do like a 20 minute ad and just act like the hats are everything they're not. I'm like, you could put it on your foot. It could be a sock that doesn't work well. You know, I think that's that's the next way I'm gonna sell them. But it's gonna be a joke because it's really for your head. But you, technically, you could. I mean, it's nothing stopping you from putting this on your foot. It's just like it's not what it's for. Appreciate y'all. God bless. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors sometimes none at all and part of the way i'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk so thank you guys for keeping this show free uninterrupted uninterrupted i'm forever grateful my free email list is stay in touch with me 